Good morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. And as you know, the goal of Connections Radio Show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us that get us thinking, get us feeling, get us imagining, and most of all, get us connected. So our show today is produced in partnership with RISE. RISE is the Reviving the Islamic Sisterhood for Empowerment, R-I-S-E. And we've got Asma Mohammed as our co-host. Welcome. Hello. Uh, this is Asma. I'm happy to be here. Asma is an advocacy director, and she regularly heads up trainings and speaks on issues around intersectionality, sexual violence, Muslims' women's voices, um, countering Islamophobia, and women's rights. And she has brought a guest today. I have. You all, um, I'm really happy for you all to be meeting over the radio, Miss Nadia Mohammed, who is running for St. Louis Park City Council. Um, Nadia is an incredible young woman that we are, we're just so lucky to have here because we, I think, we, we think of running for office as this really big feat, which it is. But we try to make it as inaccessible as possible. And uh, Nadia's one woman who's taken it on said, nope, my community needs to hear my voice. And I think that is incredible and beautiful. And your community needs to see you as a leader so they can see themselves as leaders. Yes. Good morning, guys. Thank you. That was a beautiful introduction. Um, but. Yeah, no, I think it's it's time that St. Louis Park does hear a lot more voices and better reflect on the changing demographics of the city. Yeah. So we started, we wanted to bring Nadia in as a part of our Muslim Shiros of Minnesota project. So the Muslim Shiros of Minnesota project highlights the stories of Muslim women um, whose stories have gone unrecognized or stories that we need to hear more of. And in the beginning, I think we started this to show people who are not Muslim, like this is what Muslim women are really about. And then over time, we realized that Muslim women are seeing these stories and seeing themselves reflected in a way that they never thought possible. So we have our very first Shiro, for example, Valerie Shirley, um, who runs the Minnesota Deaf Muslim Coalition with other folks. But she helped start this. And her story is, I mean, highly encouraged. Everyone watches it. And then we have people like Nadia who are running for city council. We've had people who are obsessed with NASA, you know, and our NASA ambassadors. We have people who are organizing Amazon workers to fight for the their rights. Like all of these stories, things that we don't usually hear about Muslim women. And, and women taking uh, young women out canoeing and yes. camping That's and horseback Sally. riding. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it is, it's incredible because, again, you don't see these stories uh, mm -hmm. reflected in the media. And so we did these in partnership with TPT in the beginning, and now we're, we're producing some of these on our, on our own. And it's just been a beautiful journey to see um, how many different ways Muslim women can, can show who they are. If my audience wants to take a look at these. Tell them how to get there. Yeah. So uh, you can go to our website, which is revivingsisterhood.org, or you can just type in Muslim Shiros of Minnesota into Google, YouTube, wherever. Um, but we do have blogs. We have videos on YouTube and on Facebook, and we have podcasts. So whichever medium is most comfortable for you. And we also have our radio show now. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you get absolutely. to hear about all of them. So Nadia, tell me about how you first decided to run. So... Um, it, if you asked me this question, like way back in like May or April, I would have been like, what are you talking about? But, um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I grew up in St. Louis Park. My family and I moved there when I was 10 years old. 
And so a big part of it was like, because as an immigrant, you're told like education is the single most important thing in your life. And so what would happen was we'd go to school and then we'd come back and then we would just not be part of the community. And so it felt like to me, like I felt like I was being disconnected from my community and there wasn't really much I was doing in terms of like bringing it, or I mean, connecting us. Mm-hmm. So after, Felt more like a guest yeah, in, in the city versus being ex- really part of it. Exactly, And yeah. having uh, activities that you would do or ways that you would feel like this is your home. Right, 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 right. And so it was just very, like, I, it definitely felt like I was just, you know, visiting, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, after high school, I just kind of, like, realized I'm, like, I mean, I don't know what I'm waiting for. Let's see what's out there. And so my good friend at the time who worked for the police department um, uh, like was like, hey, let's hold the iftar dinner. Let's mm-hmm. see what happens. So we held our first uh, our first iftar dinner. And so a lot of people came out. And I really wasn't expecting much out of it. But I'm like, you know what? Let me just see. And so I was explaining what Islam is and why we fast and they would have a conversation amongst themselves or in the in their tables about like issues that matter to them, why they feel their neighbors aren't like, you know, what they're not really connecting with their neighbors and things. And so by the end of the night I just I just realized like where my heart lays and what is like how I can better feel like that this is home, you know? Mm-hmm. And and so we just never looked back. And so we did a lot of like <laughs> let her rip. We're, let we're rip. going down. Yeah. We went. We took the show on the road. Uh-huh. Um, and so we did like a lot of like events where uh, like community engagement was big priority, where people were really connecting and having like you know vo- their voices heard. And um, one of the things was like I also wanted my voice heard. I also wanted to tell them like what was going on, how I was feeling while in St. Louis Park, going through the education system. I mean the school system in St. Louis Park. And so, which was one big thing, whenever, like, people, like, I mean, they love to, like, Salem Spark is a space where people love to hear, like, what is going on, like, what mm-hmm. can we do better, which is, I feel like, the right space to be running, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, like, I've been doing a lot of that, and then I won a Human Rights Award earlier, like, um, probably, like, March of this year, and so... So tell me about that award. So um, so all the efforts that we've been making, all the events that we've been holding, and just like... For creating community yeah. and mm-hmm. having these conversations. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and you had conversations between police and community as yes. well. Yes, yep, yep, yep. Very cool. Yep. And so like it was, to me, like uh, it was at the height of like the Black Lives Matter. And to me, it meant more than just protesting. Like um, on, on a deeper level, I wanted to feel safe in my city. And I couldn't do that if I was constantly like... A, whenever I see a police officer on edge, you know? And so one of the ways I was doing this was, like, just connecting with my police officers, building that trust, and then mm-hmm. taking it around and making sure that they're, they're at every event and having these conversations with the community members. So we took those things to, like, the next level of, like, after the people were connecting and whatnot, making sure that they're connecting with the city uh, staff. And, mm-hmm. and really, um, by the third year that we were holding our iftar dinner, there was city officials that, that showed up. And so we're like... Oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> we're making you know? an impact. Yeah, we're making an impact. And so it was like these powerful things. And so like um and, and I won the award for um the for the all the events for all the things I was doing and which was amazing because I didn't even know I was winning the award uh, until um uh until I got a call and they're like, Nadia, 
um, will, will we be expecting you there, like, on Thursday? And I'm like, what, what's going on? No, it's a, it was a Monday. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And they're like, you? and I'm like, what's going on Monday? <laughs> what's going on? I don't see anything on my calendar. Yeah, what well, are you yeah, talking about? I didn't have a calendar back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But I was, um, but yeah, no, it was, it was exciting. And then I showed up and then there were, you know, like, you don't you put your, the things you do into perspective, mm-hmm. and you're just like, I did that. And you move on, and you do the next thing, and you do the next thing. But when they were listing it all out, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I did that. <laughs> that was me, you know? And, so, and my friend, too. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and it was just like— How it, affirming. Yeah. And yeah. did you feel more a part of the community at that I, point? I did. I did. I think, like, it was—I— um, like I would sometimes go to Target, and there'd be a woman that recognized me from like one of the like I went to like elementary school, talked uh, about my elementary experience and how I was going through it. Mm-hmm. And then one of the days I saw a woman there. I've never I know it sounds, but I've never went to like local um, community spaces mm-hmm. and have somebody like recognize me or just recognize somebody sure. like in in the regular in, in like in the community in the overall community unless I like went to high school with them but which was I was like I am finally part of it you know yes. I, I'm, I'm I'm part of it and so um, yeah no that was one big thing and then I after I won the award one of the city council uh, members reached out to me and he was like you know, I'm thinking of stepping down. Um, I th- feel like I did all I could. Um, could you possibly find somebody um, to run, you know, after? Yeah. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I like, went in search for two weeks. And so I was like, listen, Tom. His name is Tom Miller. But I'm like, listen, Tom, I couldn't find anybody, but I found me. Does that Does that help? I mean, does that, he's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And then, so it was like. I bet he was overjoyed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like, you know what? This is amazing. And then I'm like, oh, no, you're not leaving me. You're going to be my campaign <laughs> manager. We're going to do this. We're going to. You started this journey. Yeah. You're going like, to stay on exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to do it till the finish line. And so it was, um, and so it was a whirlwind. Like, to be honest, I've been, I've been. I learned this uh, saying, baptized by fire. Yes. Which is something a lot of people are saying. And I'm like, I'm like yeah, no, I'm being baptized by fire. And so, mm-hmm. like, I'm learning as I go. I'm learning all about fundraising, all these things that I've never, like, known in, like, the like deep St. Louis Park, you know, mm-hmm. things that make us St. Louis Park, the character of St. Louis Park. And so I'm like, how come I have never known this? Like, you know, and you meet these amazing people. And so I, I think... In, in, in a way, I'm really connecting with my community and I'm making, like, my, while I'm making my voice heard. Just, and in that vein, what has surprised you the most? Has there been something that you went, oh my gosh? Mm-hmm. Tell me what that is. The amount of support I've been getting. I have not gotten a single pushback mm. on anything and so like you know we live in a in a time of like you know the current administration and sometimes you feel insecure with your identities and you're like and you're holding it very protectively and you're like maybe maybe this isn't the right time for me you know especially my mom who is an older immigrant with the immigrant mentality you know Mm -hmm. and so she's like Nadia I don't think I don't, I don't think this is the right time for you to she, run. She's you protective, know? I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, she's very protective, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, and my mom is my biggest ally, my biggest supporter. And so for her to say that, like, gives us something. And I'm like, I mean, why why can't you, you know? So, yeah. Well, what a, a charming, delightful, smart, and courageous, and doer 
Uh, Nadia, we're so glad you're here today to tell your story and to talk about your journey. And and we're going to be behind you for running for city council for St. Louis Park. And we're going to be pulling for you and keeping our fingers crossed and getting out the vote. And we'll be right back. We'll learn more about Nadia as well as the other work that's being done with RISE. So stay with us. This is a great show. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and my co-host today is Asma Mohammed from Rise. Welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. We need to talk about the great sponsor. Oh, yes, we do. Lunar we, Startups, what up? Lunar Startups sponsored our show today, and they are amazing. Um, it's a new model for startups. It's um, an incubation specializing in growth connection, and innovation for women, people of color, and other high-potential entrepreneurs. And you love them. I love Lunar Startups because two of my favorite nonprofits, actually one is a business, one's a nonprofit, um, are there. So Still Kick & Co. is there, and so is Imagine Deliver, which are run by two incredible women who are focused on equity in the work that they do, talk about the tough things, and are helping people out in so many different ways. Um, so love what they're doing. Lunar Startups is a really great place. It's in St. Paul. They have good coffee. They have a prayer and meditation room for people that are co-working there. They have a really nice bathroom. It's just, they got it all, man. They really do. Thank you to Lunar Startups. We really appreciate your your support. Now, in our first segment, we talked a little bit about your She Rose program. Yes, we did. And how Nadia here uh, is a, one of your She Rose. And Nadia Muhammad is running for St. Louis Park Council. Yes, she is. Um, we are really excited to have Muslim women doing this because we know it's happening, right? That Muslim women are taking the lead and saying, nope, you can't tell me that I can't run. It's my time. And so in this past segment, we were just talking about how people, even like in our families, are saying, it's not your time yet. Just wait your turn. Mm-hmm. And that's our way of like, you know, gatekeeping, right? Mm-hmm. That's our way of saying, um, you know, you have to wait, that there are other people who have to go before you. It's not your turn yet. All of that is language that's meant to make us feel like it's that we can't. But there, it is, I think, uh, rooted in fear and protection. Yes. You know, right. when Absolutely. a mother wants mm-hmm. your child not to do something yes. dangerous, mm-hmm. yet at the same time, you know, how do you support and love the leadership that's within them as well? Yeah. And, and it's, it's a tough balance. Yeah, no, I think like my mom, like for her, it was a momentary like, oh gosh, maybe not my baby girl, you know? Yeah. And so like in the minute, I mean, she realized that like, I was I was set on this and mm-hmm. I was going to do it. And now she's, she's a huge like, supporter. Yeah, right? she's like everywhere. She's everywhere, and then everybody's like, "Is that your mom?" Yep, <laughs> that tiny woman full of everything is is my mother right there. Yeah, yeah. and I can, I can absolutely imagine she's so proud of you. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. She's she's constantly on the phone and be like, "Yes, my daughter is running for city council." <laughs> and so I, for the longest time, I had to convince I have to like convince her that it's not Congress I'm running for. <laughs> and so. Like, Mom, do not tell. Yeah, but yeah, no. It's it's, she's full of pride. Yeah, Yeah. like to think I'm her favorite child now, but we don't know. (laughs) You are. You're the one that's making her so proud. You know what I love as children of immigrants is when we hear our family members, like our parents, calling back home and being like. My daughter's doing this really cool thing. And everyone's like, wow, like Nadia's doing that? Or right, you know, right. Like, and it's so cool. And I love that our Shiro's program highlights those stories because we're highlighting stories of, of these women who are, are doing really incredible things and then are being supported by their communities through, like, after they're starting the work. And I think sometimes it takes that, right? Mm-hmm. That it takes us actually doing it for people to recognize and be like, whoa, we, we, can, we can do that? 
And I love that. So I love that, yeah. Nadia, you've just, like, taken it on and have, have run with it right. and are running. <laughs> right, right, right. So and it's super affirming. I'm glad you mentioned, like, you know, where your parents calling. Like, I, she called one of my aunts in London. And so usually when uh, family members send, like, any type of clothing, anything like that, it's usually to my mom. And for the first time ever, I got sent, like, Ooh. some pretty, like, wedding clothes. Not, like, <laughs> wedding guests, not a wedding bride, but a wedding guest clothes. Wow. And I've just never been, I'm like, oh, I know I made it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was completely addressed to me. And so I'm like, mom. <laughs> yeah, but it, I know I'm sure it can't be easy being that, you know, like, I think going through all the hurdles for running and, and the past segment, I know you talked about um, what brought you to running, but what's been, what's been challenging? What's been, I think like learning all you possibly can in the time span you got. I think um, that has been very, very challenging and really connecting with people to their level because there are certain things that matter to people and there are certain things that matter, I mean, that don't matter to people, you know? And so really, like, sometimes I'd be door knocking and then I'm talking about, like, um, climate action or Mm -hmm. racial equity, you know, diversity, inclusion, affordable housing, and then somebody is like, well, they're taking my streets away. Like, what is going on in, like, you know, in the in the sidewalks and things like that? And so, and I'm like, uh, oh, I mean, let me let me go find out. Let me, you know what I mean? And so, like, it just, and then sometimes I'd be in, like, a different, in a different neighborhood where affordable housing is one big issue, you know? And so then, and then I, then I can't talk about, like, sidewalks and, like, how I'm going to build the sidewalks and things like that. So it's really knowing and cueing in what matters to people because you'll be representing everybody, you know? In so, that community. What's that their community. bread and butter issue? Um, yeah. In St. Louis Park, their butter issue is um, – so for, we've been building – cars for decades and so we are now moving into the future where side sidewalks and bike lanes are you know going to be part of our transportation you know as part of our climate action well making it a healthier world Mm -hmm. basically a healthier city and so but where do you put these bike lanes and where do you put these sidewalks and like not my street you know but i would love a bike walk you know and so like balancing those two is one big issue but another thing that i do know that um that's the st louis park as a whole is facing is like affordable housing um the houses there are way too expensive it's it's getting it's getting like up there and so like even like um you won't find two bedrooms for less than 1500 and so and even when the city talks about affordable housing they it brings that number down to um 1200 which is like 50% of the area medium income that that's how the calculation is made but but then when low income families who are making minimum wage are you know are, are taken into consideration they won't be able to afford that so what we're talking about is like when we're implementing the affordable housing i really want to make sure that they're taking it from another perspective of like okay but who can't afford that you know who and making sure out? yeah who are we leaving out and making sure that we are really meeting everybody put a center. face to it yeah. and not just the statistic exactly yeah yeah right. so i am a face to it like i my family still lives in affordable housing so it's, it's how we afford to live in St. Louis Park. It's how I have been affording to, like, um, 
be participating in the community and be engaging in the community, you know? And so it's like really I want them to put a face to all the great programs that they have in St. Louis Park Mm -hmm. and be like, that's what um, we're we're making. That's a St. Louis Park product right there. And we're proud of it. Yeah, and we're proud of it. I hope they are. (laughs) I know they are. I'm sure they're super proud of you. Um, I remember so when I used to work on campaigns, we would – talk about values a lot Mm -hmm. and so one second you're talking about this really big macro issue like racial Mm -hmm. equity and the next person would be like can you fix my roads? Yeah. <laughs> and we were working on a senator's campaign, so they aren't the ones doing it at city councils and, right. you know, that are passing in the, those right. bills um, or, you know, moving money to mm-hmm. those things. And so we'd be like, you care about roads? Sounds like you care about family. Here's a pivot. Here's the pivot. It's a stretch, <laughs> right, but I'm right. going to pivot now. Right. 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 And it's like showing that like you care about all of these things. Right. And that's great, too. So I think it's so funny that, you know, like there is a way to have conversations about yes. values and be touching all the different things, like you said, like climate action. Right. It's finding, as you said earlier, what is that connection? What is that? Yep. With every single person. Yep. How are you going to connect? How can they be heard? How can you be heard? Exactly. What's the common ground that Ex- you can work on together? Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. And that's a really big deal to what you do with advocacy at RISE. And I want to hear more from you in our next segment, Asma. We Asma. Will. It's talk. not asthma. It's, it's not asthma. It's not asthma. Asthma. <laughs> Say it right. So we'll be right back. Thanks so much for um, listening in to Connections Radio Show. And we also want to thank our great sponsor, uh, Lunar Startups. So thanks so much. And we'll be back in just a few minutes. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and we have Asma Muhammad as my co-host from RISE. Hi, everyone. And RISE is an amazing group. It is reviving the Islamic Sisterhood for Empowerment, uh, and they do just amazing programs. One of their key programs is on Shiro's. Yes. And we have a Shiro with us today, Nadia Mohammed, who is running for the St. Louis Park City Council. Yes. So we highlight stories of Muslim women who are doing incredible work in their everyday lives, and Nadia is one of them. We also have civic engagement programming. So that's kind of my wheelhouse where we do um, advocacy and civic engagement, political engagement, and then we do leadership development. So we are helping other women who are thinking about getting involved in political life, right, or who have maybe never been involved and have thought, my voice needs to be heard. I just don't know how I want to get involved. So we do trainings on that. Um, We start with some civic engagement 101 trainings, helping people recognize the issues that they care about, and then we move a little bit deeper in, so a deeper dive once they've figured out, like, this is the thing I really, really care about. So, and it sounds like Nadia's figured out what she really cares about. And it's it's cool to see that, like, I think we hear a lot about what people are thinking about nationally and internationally, but we have people who are focused really locally. And you start locally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and we may see Nadia... At the international level someday. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think even even folks, because I think that we have this idea that, like, you should start at city council or, like, and then you go up, like, further. But Maybe but, like, you just stay. Yeah, but staying yeah. and investing in that community yeah. is also incredibly important, mm-hmm. right, that we are focusing on what's going on on the ground in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I always remind people when we are meeting with elected officials or candidates, we're saying, like, hey, this is your neighbor. So they'll meet, like, Ilhan for the first time or Keith or somebody who, you know, they're like, oh, they're 
they're they're up there. And I'm like, nope, that's your neighbor. They are required to live near you and to run in your district. <laughs> and um, I think people forget that, that these are regular people. We elected them because we think that they are representing the values that we care about. And I think that people in St. Louis Park are able to see that about Nadia, too, that they're seeing that this, this young woman is focused on not just climate justice, not just racial justice, not just the sidewalks, but is going in holistically and wanting to build connection between neighbors, wanting to build connection between city council and the like the regular lay folk who are um, who have traditionally not been included in community. Right. Um, one thing that I wanted to ask you, Nadia, is when we talked about why you were running, mm -hmm. you said that there were people that weren't included in the community. Mm -hmm. Like we know it's a reality that the East African community, the immigrant community was not included in city council before mm -hmm. um, in St. Louis Park. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Um, I think it's, St. Louis Park has been doing a lot of initiative to really get people more out. It's usually the usual suspects is what they call the people that come out yeah. and like are constantly like, you know, uh, fighting for their rights or fighting for, you know, whatever they want to fight for. But like then you see like in certain neighborhoods, there's low photo turnout. There's like low, like you don't hear about them until like, you know, election day or I mean during election season when you're knocking on doors and things like that. Even when you're knocking on doors, um, like, you might not even hear about that because there's, like, you know, we usually go by lists of, like, you know, usual voters and things like that. So it goes to this cycle, vicious cycle of, like, you're only door knocking for the people that you're most likely, are mostly likely going to show up for um, and have proven previously that they vote, you know. And so, like, and even, like, after election, there isn't, like, much participation. There isn't, like, the St. Louis Park doesn't know how to tap into those communities and where those, like, you know, where those issues lies and where... What's the core of that? How can we solve this? And the fact that it's trying really hard and has, like, hired, uh, like, full-time workers to really look into that and to look into those issues is shows how, like, you know, passionate they are about the subject. But I do know that usually they don't. Those voices don't come out. Well, even if they're passionate, if mm -hmm. they don't have a relationship. Right, right, right. It, it, you can be very knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. and, and not have the connections and not have, yep, with people yep. to right, talk about right. it. Right. And so, like, one uh, like one big thing is um, St. Louis Park or when – hmm, I skipped – I completely skipped my thought, but yeah, <laughs> skipped my train of so thought. So relationships yeah. we were talking about, how yeah. important that is. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you, you know, you can be smart and you can have all of the um, research going on and the research can look terrific, but if you don't have the relationships, like you have the relationships. So yeah, yeah. And so like one big thing was I, I realized when, even when I was starting this, was people usually, the neighborhoods only come together in times of crisis. I really wanted to build that relationship yeah, before it gets to the time of crisis so that in the time of crisis, we're coming from a place of trust, from a place of like, this is not my neighbor. I'm mm -hmm. sorry this happened to you. I know, you know what I mean? So like really building on those relationships is one big thing so that when you need those turnout and those votes and those, like, you know, those voices, basically, people that are coming out in numbers, you know, mm -hmm. that is one big thing that um, 
I've, but the, I've, that's mm-hmm. the investment before. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. It's like a bank account. Exactly. You know, you put the emotional deposits mm-hmm. and the relationship right. building and the communication right. so that when there's a withdrawal of like an emergency, right. there's some relationship there's, exactly, to pull from exactly. because you made the investment. Absolutely. And that's the space I like I see for St. Louis Park. It's a very like it has a small town feeling to it, you know? And so I just And it's changing. And it's changing. It's I mean, gonna, they're used to there's there's cr- this new hub being created mm-hmm. of what is the center of St. Louis mm-hmm. Park. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it yep. used to be Miracle Mile area is what I was always used to right. think about for St. Louis Park. But now you've got this, you know, uh, Golden Valley St. Louis Park area right. that, that seems kind of, also have right, a, right. a big and, emphasis. Yeah, and so whenever even, like, the city is talking about its character, uh-huh. you know, usually, like, they talk about, like, the infrastructure, the mm-hmm. developments, and, like, and things like that. But I, I would argue the character kind comes from the people, you know yes. what I mean? And so that's the people that are living there are the people that are making the city's character. And, and there's a whole lot more apartments going on. Exactly. So who are those yeah. people coming mm-hmm. in and mm-hmm. how do they start to feel part of community right, right. and not just right. either retirees or going into downtown Minneapolis right. for a job? Exactly, yeah. And so like even like as part of like uh, the different voices I bring to the city is as a renter, like most of the like city council people are homeowners. Mm-hmm. As a renter, what do you need? What is like, you know, um, and then there's the old good old, you know, not new, but the good old, um, like the renters versus the homeowners, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and just building on that relationship as well that we're hearing from all the voices. I think that one thing that we talk about a lot in political spaces is having transactional relationships and having values based relationships. Mm -hmm. So transactional relationships are the ones where you're like, I need you to vote for me. And I'm only going to ask you about the issues you care about when I need you to vote for mm-hmm. me. But then there are the actual relationships based on values mm-hmm. that are connected all year round, no matter if it's an election year, if it's an mm-hmm. off year, I'm still wanting to know what you care about. And I think that's what's missing in so many communities right, right now. Like I live in a city that has that doesn't really ask for input in the same way. Mm-hmm. And wanting to build those relationships is really hard, right? Mm-hmm. Because you don't feel, you know that they only care when election season rolls around. Right. Um, and I think it's so important that we have people that are, you know, when not just when they're campaigning, but throughout the year, right? I think those people that are, like, people shouldn't just be running for fame or for anything like that. Like, people should be running the way you're running, Nadia. Mm-hmm. It's like, I have an investment in this community. I know mm-hmm. the people here. I know the values that we hold dear so i'm gonna take on this challenge and you know underrepresented individuals you know folks whose voices haven't been heard Mm -hmm. and you're bringing that voice Mm -hmm. there's got to be a a a sense of excitement and empowerment right right in in seeing that happen absolutely absolutely i think like what was what's very like what's very um interesting is like the for the past like whenever whenever I would see videos of the, you know, the current, well, our debate for this election already happened this past Thursday, but like just to kind of, for prepping and whatnot, I watched previous forums and, def- and, um, and debates. And so whenever I was watching that, I would get a glimpse of the of the people that was, are sitting down and listening to the debate and is usually older white folks who mm-hmm. are, you know, who are the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. I love that saying that <laughs> way. But, like, who are tapped into the local... And uh, they, they may yeah. have great hearts yeah. that want to do good things. Absolutely. But uh, they may not really have relationships with the community that right. 
right. they, that needs the support and needs to be heard. Absolutely, the- yeah, yeah. And so, like, I'm not tooting my own horn, but the forum that happened this Thursday, there was a lot more, like, you know, like, I mean— I, there was a lot of turnout. I don't know if that was had anything to do with me, but like it was I a have diverse a feeling community. It, might. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was yeah, but it was a diverse like set of people. Like I mm-hmm. looked around and I'm like, oh my gosh, it was inclusive. It was, like, it was very like it was very. There was like a lot of people that showed up that uh-huh. were from like. Uh, neighborhoods that don't usually come out like you know in those type of numbers and things like that but Uh it was like a couple here a couple there and so I was just like this is St. Louis Park right here I I don't even have to yeah and so it was just like I was like I don't have to go back to like every forum five years back Uh you know what I mean but like I've only watched like three for the past only, three years. Only. Only. Yeah, only three. <laughs> a definition I heard once that I really like is diversity is when you get invited to the party. Right. But inclusion is when you get asked to dance. Right. Multicultural mm-hmm. is when you're on the planning committee. Right. And I see what you're doing in mm-hmm. running for the St. Louis Park mm-hmm. Council as being part of the planning. Right, right. You're, you're part of the leadership. Right, right. And it's not just a guest that's being asked. Mm-hmm. You're, I, you're part of the party. Exactly. You're making yeah. the party happen. Exactly. And you're making sure yep. that everyone is included and that right. everyone— You're sending out those invites. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, another—well, uh, look, I love this definition, actually, equity, too, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, um, I'm going <laughs> to—equity is having—everybody having shoes. No, sorry, equality is everybody having shoes. Equity is everybody having shoes that fits them, yes. you know, and so making sure that the city is also giving our equitable resources, you know, mm-hmm. and not just just saying, oh, we're all equal here. Right. Yes, we're equal, but we need people need a lot more resources. You know what I mean? Um, so just being equitable with our resources is one big thing, too. I'm and loving these metaphors, by the way. Yeah, right? so great. <laughs> right? And people will go I a lot further to. when their shoes, shoes fit. Right? Yeah. Shoes and parties. It's all I live for. Exactly, you know? so, yeah. I'm loving this. Can you, yeah. Can you imagine, like, I'm a pair of, uh, I'm a seven, if somebody put nines on me, I'm like. Or or pairs of fives. Right? You and know. then squeezing me, and I'm yeah, like, what do you I have against size nine? shoes I'm wearing right now. I've got nine. Okay. Well, eight and a half and nine. So (laughs) nine's are good. Nine's are good. Well, Nadia, before uh, our next segment, I wanted to ask you a little bit about, like, what was the biggest learning curve, I mean, in the actual, like, nitty-gritty campaign stuff? Right. Um, The biggest thing was fundraising. And whenever you are door-knocking, whenever you are in front of somebody, you're supposed to ask for three things. Support, (laughs) vote, and, and contribution. And I found that hard to do because I grew up in a culture where you're not supposed to ask it for anything. You're supposed to give, you know? And so I'm like, hi, I would love your support. I would love your vote. And I would love your contribution, you know? And so I would say like that. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of women in mm-hmm. particular yeah. that are uncomfortable asking yes. for money. Mm-hmm. That yep. somehow asking for money is asking for themselves right. and not for the program, the project, the right. position. Right. You have to believe. Believe in yourself and in what you got and then be like, hey, this is going to cost me money, you know, and so that's what I need. So, like, you have to, like, believe in something bigger than yourself. In order to give to it. In order to, I, yep. I see a future training right here. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would definitely love to be you part of your what, training. what, 
I think you're onto something. <laughs> Seriously, it is very hard to ask for money. And mm-hmm. if you've got someone who is passionate about their story, mm-hmm. it's stories that people want to invest in. Mm-hmm. And you present a vision of a future that people do want to invest mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. But it needs to be presented exactly. in such a way that Ex- people are like, yes, exactly. I want to support this. Exactly. exactly. And I, I want to support you. You have to inspire. <laughs> exactly. You have to inspire people to give their time, their energy, their donations. You have got to inspire people. Otherwise, you won't. You won't be able to get their support. Yes, Yes, there we go. We'll end it there. (laughs) We are out of time for this segment, but we will be back. We're having such a great time learning more about Nadia Mohammed and her run for the St. Louis Park City Council. And again, what a wonderful Shiro that Rise has recognized. And Asma, I really appreciate your co-hosting today. And we'll be right back. We want to do one great big shout out to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lunar Lunar Startups, um, a model for startup incubation. So thank you for your support today. Um, We're so glad you joined us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. My co-host is Asma Mohammed with Rise. Hi, everyone. Rise is the Reviving the Islamic Sisterhood for Empowerment. Uh, They are co-producers of this show and bring amazing people. Um, And Asma does a beautiful job leading trainings, and she speaks on issues of intersexuality, sexual violence, Muslim women's voices, countering Islamophobia, and women's rights. Yes. Um, So we do a lot of work, as I talked about a little bit before, we do civic engagement, leadership development, and storytelling. And all of this is to amplify the voice and power of Muslim women, recognizing that we want to change the narrative that Muslim women are not involved, that we're disconnected, that we don't have a place in the movement, because we absolutely do. And we have an actual representation of this right here with Nadia Muhammad. <laughs> Let's promote the website. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you head to revivingsisterhood.org, you can donate. Um, give us your coins so we can get some work done. If you're not on the ground, know that people are, and that's us, right? So if you want that work done to make sure Muslim women are recognized for the work that they do. And Reviving Sisterhood has become a platform to amplify the voice and power of Muslim women, showcasing change makers, trailblazers, leaders having social justice impact in our society. Absolutely. I also want to thank our wonderful Lunar Startups, and their uh, website is lunarstartups.org. It's a new model for starting up incubation. It specializes in growth, connection, and innovation for women, people of color, and other high-potential entrepreneurs. So a big thank you for their support for this show. We are big fans of of the work that they do and thankful for sponsors who believe in our work. Um, One thing that I I think of as we are talking about including people of color and about women is the work that we're doing around advocacy, right? So we, um, I think I met Nadia at your campaign kickoff. No, we met before. (laughs) Oh my God, the vote woman. Vote run lead. What? Yeah, because that was the first <laughs> time. You don't remember our first I, meet. I, I I'm, I'm offended. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, well, that is one thing that we do. We partner with other great organizations to get women, Muslim women specifically, yeah. to run for office. So it's so cool that that's – I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, I See? do remember. <laughs> See, I'm not a forgettable face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do remember. Okay, yeah, I have an awful memory. Don't ever, don't was ever that, ask was me. Was that part of your inspiration, was uh, going there? No, I went in there kind of 
thinking of like, I'm going to run. What is the resources that I have? Mm -hmm. And how can I surround myself with women who are, you know, like a part of the process and and just kind of get like some ideas going. And it was great because I met Asma there. I met Habon there. Uh, this, uh, another uh, Habon Abdullah, fabulous. Like yeah. she's been a great helper. But I met like a lot of women who were like helping, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So one thing that we we invited Nadia to come to is we do this thing called elect or candidate roundtables or accountability roundtables. And so we had one for the city of Minneapolis. We brought in a council member. We brought in a Hennepin County board member. Um, we brought in some state reps and we asked Nadia to come mm-hmm. to just like talk a little bit about the work that she's doing. So Muslim women came together and they're building relationships with these people that are running their city, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, they maybe didn't know. So again, reminding them like, these are your neighbors recognize that that person holds power, but it's only because we give them that power. Um, So in our civic engagement work, we are trying to remind Muslim women of that and then also get them involved throughout the process. So not just through Mm -hmm. meeting them. We are also at the Capitol. We are also getting Muslim women to run for office when they feel ready um, and then telling them about campaigns that they can be a part of. So Nadia, what is your website? Um, so you can go visit Nadia4SLP.org um, and you can donate there. You know, there's a lot of like, there's a lot more I have to, that I have to do. You know, this is only just the beginning. Um, so I would love anything you can donate. Um, I know as we're wrapping up, there's two more weeks before election. So on the last weekend, the second and the third, we're going to have a big, like um, either one of the days. Yeah, but we're going to have one big, turnout for uh like door knocking so we'll have as many of you guys join us for one last hurrah right yeah and for, you, do, you do training yes, so people yes, if they're yes. uncomfortable doing door to door you're going to pair they them most likely amazing. with someone that yes. that knows what they're doing yes. so if you've never done this but you believe in what's going on mm-hmm. and you want our friend nadia yeah. to win exactly yeah. go door knocking exactly yeah. do something no I, be courageous yeah. go I into a neighborhood like, to door knock yeah no and then all you have to do is smile at people and they'll open their <laughs> doors but um no like i have an amazing uh, trainer she's my communication coordinator Carolyn Goodell, if you're listening to this, but um, no, she's amazing, and she will like she'll train you, and then you we will not send you out unless you are comfortable, you know, and you'll always be paired in um, two spot. But yeah, come out, uh, donate, really anything you can do would be anything I'll accept. So again, that's Nadia for SLP uh, dot org. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and there are so many different ways that you can get involved. Of course, Nadia's, I mean, the last two weeks of a campaign, you don't sleep. Exactly. You, like, I remember I got the flu during campaign season and during GOTV the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't skip anything. I had the flu with no, everyone. Exactly. I was still training. You know, it was the gift that kept on giving. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I know. But um, so if you can help out in whatever way you can, but if this isn't the time for you, there are other ways to get involved, right? That you can become an election judge um, for upcoming. Um, the primary is coming in March, mm-hmm. then we are going to have again in August, and then we're going to have it again in November of next year. So if you want to get involved, that's one way. We have a bunch of campaigns that people can get involved with. Of course, we're not going to tell you which ones, but there are so many, including mm-hmm. Nadia's. Um, and then we're going to be at the Capitol a lot. So I think it starts, um, session starts on February 8th. 
if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be at the Capitol. We'll be advocating for bills decided upon by Muslim women in Minnesota. And we want you to get involved. So that means coming to the Capitol, telling people what you care about, um, testifying to legislators, and building those relationships with them. Because if we don't build those relationships, we cannot hold them accountable. Right. So, And as Nadia is going to hopefully become someone that people are going to go to, mm-hmm. we want that to be happening as well. So there are so many ways. But And will that be uh, updated on your website? Yes, it will be on our website. But I think the best place to go if you are if you're like us is to check out our social media. So we are um, reviving sisterhood on Instagram and on Facebook. So just check our Instagram, Facebook, whatever is most comfortable to you. You can see our events there. It's also all on the website, but I am more likely to use Instagram than I am to check a website. So. <laughs> So one keep- more, one more thing. Uh, my Facebook is Nadia uh, Saint, for St. Louis Park City Council at Large B. So please go there, and you'll uh, you'll have all everything you need over there. Thank you. And in our fourth segment, we always do like to encourage people to get out and do something. So you've got both Rise and you've got Nadia Mohammed uh, opportunities to do some great work. And one more thank you to Lunar Startups. Go to lunarstartups.org for all the great work that they're doing. Thank you, Lunar Startups, for supporting us today. Thank you.